Good morning and welcome to Stylist Sunday on The Hair Affair and I am your host Christine. Today I have a special guest with me from Philadelphia so make sure that you have your coffee cup ready and join me in the beauty lounge and we'll get the Stylist Sunday rolling. Good morning and welcome to Stylist Sunday. Today I have a guest on Zoom with me and I would love to introduce to you Beth Katanch out of Philadelphia. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm super excited to have you with me this morning and I hope that you're super excited to be here. I'm so excited. Well, not I'm here. Trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to hold back. I'm trying not to scare everybody. I would love to know what's going on in your area. Okay, well, you might be very disappointed. Oh, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> you never know. I mean, if you want to take a step back in time by, let's say, 10 years, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> but I think oh. that's really cool because uh, I think that sometimes with hairdressers, like um, we get so caught up on like the newest and the latest and the greatest. And I think that the most successful hairdressers are the ones that uh, give the people what they want. You know what I mean? <laughs> what was it that we learned in New York where if it's been around, like if you're still doing something like they were, I think it was the balayage they were talking about that right. mm -hmm. if it's because it's been around for more than so many years, it's no longer considered a trend, but it's called like a classic or a, it's like a, it a staple yeah because yeah. it is like it was like trends runs on a six-year cycle so it's like the it first okay. two yeah like it's like the first two years it comes into your shop and then you're like what is that remember when people was getting mm -hmm. um ombre ombre and you like oh that look like roots that looks terrible like why are people paying for that and then you know the next two years that's all you're doing like people grandmoms is coming in and getting it done like it's just like you can't <laughs> get tired of it and then it's like the last two years is the people that are still holding on to the trends and i always compare it to like my uncle like i have a and everybody have a person like this in their family like my uncle always wear the stonewashed jeans with the pleats like mm -hmm. the 80s that balloons yes. out and he still wears those. So like, like, we'll have, like family reunions and things of that nature, he still comes in with those on. But you, those are people that's paying and they still, they're very loyal customers. I think sometimes we get caught up oh with all the goodness. latest and greatest things. And that's, I think sometimes as being where I'm at, I get frustrated because I want to be doing some of those new trends, but I, I can't seem to get people to get caught on to it. I might promote for instance, not that I've done a lot of this, mm -hmm. but the cowboy copper. Yes. That's this huge blow up right mm -hmm. now. Up until a couple weeks ago, I did not have a single redhead that I deal with. Oh, wow. It's just not clicking here in Sheridan. And I, I don't know what it is. And it's okay. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I just wanted to play and have fun with it and come up with my own version of cowboy or cowgirl copper, whatever the term is being used in your area. But here it's cowboy copper. Yes. We have that term here too, but it's funny because being though that I live in the city, but I work outside of the city, so it's like if you say cowboy copper, maybe two people know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but then everybody else is like, I like I thrive off of redheads. Like if I had it my way, everybody would be Elmo red, but you know, so I had to like tone oh. it down a little bit. So I do a lot of redheads. 
So I feel like sure these that they the ones was dealing with the trends before and the redheads wasn't a big thing, but they still was holding on to their red. So they feel like they all in their glory right now with the with the cowboy cowboy. Oh, for <laughs> yes. sure. Well, and in my experience, when people finally get that, because red is hard to get to. Yes. And when you finally get to that level or whatever of red that you're trying to get, people will not let it go. No. They it, just forever and ever and ever hold on to it. And I thought the student instructor that I had when I was in cosmetology school, she on like it was like every two to three weeks she would redo her hair red, but she wouldn't just do the roots. I mean, she would lift everything and go, you know, back to her red. And I thought as a student, I thought, I don't know if I want to be learning from this chick because (laughs) I think she's going to give herself a chemical haircut before it's all over. And of course, she wouldn't let anybody, even her friend that was an instructor, wouldn't even let her trim, like just barely, not even a what you would call it, I guess a dusty right, right. <laughs> man. She would get so angry if if you touched her, and I'm like, and this woman is a student instructor. Like, what the like, heck? What is going on? Like, why but, she's like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Reds love their red, and they will keep them definitely for for the long haul. I think a lot of people always say that. Um, I forget who color class I took like a long time ago. They was like, you two, if you're a person that want to dive into like color, that the two colors that you have to perfect was redhead and blonde and it was like because they both are going to make you the most money because it was like everybody loves blondes but a redhead whether they like them or not they if it looks good people want to go to where that person is so it's always interesting to see that it came back with such full force you know and i feel like i have been continuously trying to perfect that blonde yeah and trying to figure out that best icy blonde tone the the real ashy bright white white blonde and I I don't know that it's even ever truly achievable and if I'm just setting myself up for something that's not achievable or if it really is because in my case I feel like I have listened I've watched Mm -hmm. I've done I've practiced I've tried on swatches you know whatever and I just I feel like I can never truly achieve that level 10 icy blonde right i you know what i think out of all the blondes that i've done i think that i've achieved the icy blonde by mistake <laughs> oh <laughs> well of course you yes. would when i'm trying to do it on purpose you do it by mistake. right right it's like oh that worked out oh i think i'm gonna write that down and then you'd be like <laughs> try it on the next person sure. it's not quite the same I don't know. I guess it right. depends on what the actual person is looking for. It seems like in my area, like uh, everybody wants to be the icy blonde. And then when you get them the icy blonde, they come back a couple of weeks later and they're like, my hair looks gray. <laughs> yep. And like, okay. Yep. And then they want you to kind of like tone it down. So it's, it's interesting. Like their whole thing is just interesting. Right. And that's something, no matter how much I try to explain to guests, is that toning is great. It's better for your hair. These are the reasons why I prefer to do it this way for you. Mm-hmm. But on the other token, you know, it does last for 20 washes. So, you know, this is how 
your aftercare should look like. So let's get you set up with the right shampoo, conditioner, you know, water temp, Mm -hmm. um, dry shampoo, you know, things like that. And yet I will still get these phone calls or this text message like, (laughs) when's my next hair appointment? Because I'm, you know, my hair's turning yellow on me or something like that. And like the toner didn't last. And I'm like, well, remember the conversation we had? Like it was going to hold out, you know, for this many this many washes, yes. Yeah. And then they're like, I I actually have had guests, one guest uh, recently that left me and was just like, I can't afford this every every six weeks. And I thought, oh, no. Okay, well, sorry. Like, I really didn't know what to say. But other than I told her up front what it was going to take and how often, you know, and and I and I lost her. But but that's okay, because in turn, I gained a new one also in the same. Exactly. It's just a wash. It's so funny. I think a lot of people when they especially with redheads and blondes, they are like a lot of maintenance. And I feel like sometimes that people will yes you like I always use my kids as an example because they always like yes you yes you yes you and so they really have to like kind of like do it and then it's like wow this is a lot like this is a whole lot and you be like yeah it yeah. is it really is it's a big time commitment it really is it looks great I mean yeah yeah <laughs> when when it's fresh and it's new and ready to go it it does look great and well I guess we can't talk about what what we know right, right, right. is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Christine almost slipped there. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep that a secret. We'll keep that a secret for right now. We'll keep that to ourselves. But <laughs> anyways, was going to ask you, when we were kind of chit-chatting a little bit the other day, <laughs> and we were kind of starting to talk a little bit about perms, and we were talking about old school, how they would use the perm solution to straighten hair mm-hmm. instead of using the rods to make, you know, curly hair. Right. And, and then I got to thinking about it and I, I was like, you know, I think I told her that I do quite a, quite a few perms in my salon. I was just going to ask you that. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I really do. And the funny thing about that right now, since we're talking about trends is I probably have, or no, I would even say 50, 50, I would say 50% would be my elderly, um, group of ladies mm-hmm. and then the other 50 percent are high school boys i was just about to say that that is a huge trend mm-hmm. in our area as well it's like a lot of i'll call it the patrick mahomes haircut kind of sort of <laughs> <laughs> and I, didn't even consider yeah, that but it, i get it and it seems like every high school kid comes in and they want the perm and it is really cool because it's at first like when i first started doing hair which was like years ago and it was like um like the late 90s that's when i started doing hair like maybe 98 and when i first got on the floor that's all people was doing like a lot of people was getting perms and it was like you got my hands was like like i felt like i had arthritis because i just kept rolling perms rolling perms so i couldn't wait for that trend to go away but it's funny like if you my um uh, like i have family members that say this all the time like my grandmother used to say this if you live long enough you live long enough to see things coming back but never i would have never thought it would be like teenage boys that's getting perms like it's so funny it, it is so and funny completely unashamed about it too. no they don't care 
Right. Like, you know, they don't care at all. I had one, he's actually a college student. Um, and it was right before college had started in September. And he came in and he, I could tell he was really upset. <laughs> and this is the first time I had had him. And he sat down on my chair and he's like, I, I don't know what I did. And I don't know what to do. And he was all saying how he just got back from LA. He had gone to LA for a vacation with a couple of his buddies. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, I got a perm before I left and I come back home and my hair is straight. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And he was so mad and not mad that he was having to pay for this perm again, but just mad that his hair was straight. And Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, he was picking somebody new and totally thought it was the, the stylist, I think. And I said, well, were you in the ocean a lot? And he's like, well, yeah, of course I was, you know, Mm -hmm. at the beach all like every day. And I said, I think we found the culprit, yep. you know, <laughs> and so that is so cool. So I, yeah, so we got him. I got him hooked up with the new perm, and um, he's actually due to come in here again in the next couple of weeks, right before Thanksgiving. So, but he's a fun kid. That's cool. Totally fun. Yeah, we. So yeah, perms, perms are in. Perms Not are cowboy bad. copper, but perms. yes, perms are <laughs> in. It was funny because we had like this pet like school was like i guess everybody started a school semester in september in our area so we had like a ton of boys that came in and got the perms and it was funny because it was like some of them was like ninth graders and 10th graders so they like relatively kind of like young they had no clue about the smell so it was like hilarious <laughs> looking at them losing it over the smell it was like this is yes. awful <laughs> But they came yes, back. Yes, it is. They they love their perms. They love it. So they do. And that's something. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised. Do do you find in your area that stylists are choosy about whether or not they will provide that service? Oh yeah, always. Even I could think back when I first started. It's like um, a perm will come in to the salon. Like we at that time, we was doing like a lot of walk-ins. People will run. Like you just look up and you're the only oh. one at the front desk and everybody mysteriously went to go have a break or something like that. Oh, and you're the lunchtime. Yes, yes. It's like conveniently lunchtime or somebody done called. So yeah, per- people are picking and choosing whether they can, um, you know, whether they want to even deal with the perms or not. It's really interesting. Yeah. I wondered because uh, last week I had a new person come in and, you know, they're scheduled for a perm and she sat down and she's like, man, I think I've called 20 salons in this area and nobody will do perms. And I said, well, at least you called the right one finally, (laughs) I guess, you know, and the more I hear it, it's really just myself and one other style, well, two other stylists in my salon. Right. When there's eight, there's eight of us that there's, so there's three out of eight of us. Right. No, four. I'm sorry. There's four of us that will, so half of us, um, that will actually do perms. And so I don't know if maybe that's why I'm over exaggerating. And that's why we're seeing so many perms is because there's just a handful of people and four of them happen to work in the same salon that are, that will do them in my town or mm-hmm. if really that's I, the case. So I think it, I think that is the case. What I seem to notice, like, especially with our area, with schools, I feel like schools go through everything, but I feel like they concentrate mm-hmm. more on what's trendy. So when I went to school, updos was like a huge thing. So I came out knowing almost a touch of everything, but you throw an updo in front of me, I was good to go. I can do that. And then like the second mm-hmm. group that came in after me, they was big on like color. 
you know, like they, they, everybody was on the highlights, like the, I call them the sex in the city highlights where they like right in the bloodstream <laughs> all the way up to the scout can't get no closer. Yes, yes. And all of the girls was like really good at doing those things. So I feel like what firms just being a trend right now. And then of course, you know, COVID and all of that, that kind of pushed everybody back a little bit with school. I think that it is a lack of people that didn't concentrate on perms that, you know, there's a few years. So it's like people, us that's been around for a little bit that we more comfortable with doing perms, but I can see like probably in a little bit, the newer group of people that will come out of school and, or, you know, go out to get education, they'd be a Mm -hmm. little bit more grounded in perms. So that's sure. That's interesting. It's everything's changed scheduling wise, even since COVID because before um, it was, there were a lot of late nights, which I still do have quite a few late nights, but a lot of people in my area that A are either moving here because they can work from their computer. They don't have to be in an Mm. office anymore because their company realized that they can still do the same amount or be more efficient by working from home than being in the office. We have a lot of people moving here from out of state Mm -hmm. um, because that's what they can do. And a lot of people that were living here currently are working more from home now than they were. And when they call to make appointments, it used to be, you know, they wouldn't be available until after they get off work, say at five. And now, I mean, I could go to work and be busy at seven o'clock in the morning if I wanted to. Yes. Mm -hmm. They just open up and they're like, yep, I'm available whenever. And you fit, you know, fit them in middle of the day when it used to be 530 at night or you had a long Saturday. Same. I think like we're coming towards the end of um, people working from home. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. We coming towards the end of a lot of people working from home because in our city, they're making, um, they're opening up a whole lot of office and they making a lot of people come back to the city and, and, they don't have to work like, you know, it went from like your work week was like five days a week. So now it's like they starting everybody off a little bit slower. So it might be like three days a week. And, uh, sure. you know, like, oh, they might have one work from home day. So it is a little bit different. So now people are starting to book they think like their appointments a little bit different. But the work itself, like the people like the other stylists, they don't really want to stay too late. So whereas though our salon used to be open until like nine o'clock at night, like that would be the cutoff time for us to do hair. Now our cutoff time is like around like seven and eight. So it'll be interested to see how are we going to keep those hours? You know, does the business dictate us to keep those hours as the, those trends are sure. trending where people are going back into the um, back into the office? It's really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And well, I think it's good, though. I think it's good for people to be working mm-hmm. from from an office. But with you living in Philadelphia, I mean, that your your lockdown happened a lot sooner and for a lot longer than it did for us out here in Wyoming. Yeah. Um, and the only reason at that time I was working for a chain mm-hmm. uh, at Great Clips mm-hmm. and owner lived in Montana and so he shut us down in April because the state of Montana was already closing salons in up there. And so he's like, I know it's coming anytime soon. So we're just going to hit it before Wyoming hits you with it kind of thing. And and then we didn't get to go back to work. Oh, no, it was March. I'm sorry. Yep. 
middle of March, and then we didn't get to go back to work until May 9th or something like that. Oh, you but, guys went back sooner than we did. We yeah. went out for a while. We went out March, like March, I, I, don't ask me why, I remember the exact date, but it was like March 12th. Not that I was nervous, <laughs> but it was like March 12th, <laughs> they shut down. And you know me, Christine, like I love hairdressers and I love work. Mm -hmm. So that was like traumatic for me, like just having to stop. Mm. And we did not open up until July. And when oh my it was crazy. And then when we opened up, the stories that we heard from what people did with their hair. <laughs> oh my goodness. COVID, I know. It was, it was, it was, it was actually great. It was like, people were so thankful. It was fun. Yes, people were so <laughs> thankful that we was open again. Yes. It, the COVID haircuts, as we called them, because you would, oh, some of them are complete disaster. They was. And I mean, but honestly, when you're stuck at home and you have nothing to do and you figure you're going to be there, if it's a bad haircut, eventually it'll grow out right. long enough, right, before you have to go back and you can at least, you know, maybe throw it up in a pony or something. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> oh, it was crazy. I, and I used to, it was a crazy time. And I had people trying to contact me on Facebook, like, hey, like, <laughs> you know, on the low, yes, can yes. I come by your house and do this for you? You know, like yes. can you cut my hair. And oh, I was like, crazy. well, if you're willing to pay my big fine, if people find out, exactly. then, you know, but no, it was anyway. Fun. So it was funny because I didn't, I know this might sound bad, but I didn't really do my hair a whole lot during that whole COVID thing. So, um, you know, I would spend time like outside and around my neighborhood and everything. And I had the sure. biggest fro. Like, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you have a picture of that? You've got oh, to send I me a have picture. a picture, but I'm too scared to send it out because it was crazy. <laughs> it was like the biggest throw ever. And I felt like everybody thought my, me and my husband got a divorce because it was like I looked like a totally different woman. Oh, my gosh. My it was so funny. It was so funny. Who is this crazy lady? Yeah, who is that? <laughs> It's COVID. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> I was rocking quite the fro in elementary school. Yeah. I'll say, but probably nothing compared to how yours was rocking during COVID. Oh man, it was it was it was crazy. It was like, but I was loving it. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, I don't have to do it. What, July first, we gotta go back to work. <laughs> somebody, somebody help me. Somebody help me. <laughs> right. Oh dear. Was it Diana Ross big or I mean, because you have long hair. Yeah, it wasn't um Diana Ross big. That that would be goals right there. Diana Ross big. It was just like um <laughs> it was it was pretty big. It was my hair is like the curl pattern of it is real tight. So it was it looked like sure. it wasn't as long as it was. So maybe it was given like, you know, Maybe a little James Brownish type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was something like oh, that. Goodness. I don't know. It, it, oh, the curls was cool. Wow. It was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the next time I see you in person, you'll just have to show me on your phone. Yes, yes. So I can at least witness yes, this. Yes, you, you would definitely because I love you that much that I would definitely show you <laughs> how I look like James Brown. Aww. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Beth. <laughs> I love you, too. Oh, <laughs> well, hey, question. Are you going to Nashville for a symposium? Oh, most definitely. I can't wait to go. Never did. Uh, never did Nashville. So this is going to be cool. 
Oh, I love Tennessee. I've never been. So my personal opinion is that you will probably enjoy Nashville. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. So we'll have to hook up at some point in time and I don't know. Most definitely. Have dinner or something because do, does anybody else from your salon come with you or your husband or anything? So uh, my husband work is just as much as I do. While I'm at the oh. actual event, I think it's like two, three days, I will be at the symposium and he won't come out until like after it's done. I'm going I'm to probably extend my stay out there for a little bit yeah. and hang out with him. So that's the plan. Yeah, I, I would like to extend the stay a little bit too. I have family that lives in Tennessee. Nice. And... The only bad part is that I've got family in the northern part of the state mm-hmm. that's literally like an hour and a half from Nashville. And then I have family that's in Chattanooga right there on the border with Atlanta. And and I really want to go to the Smoky Mountains because that's kind of just my tradition when I'm in Tennessee. Oh, cool. I'm like, if I'm going to do all of these things, I'll have to be gone for a long while. And I don't have a long while in the middle of the summer. I, that is hard. But yeah. I don't know. Oh, I seem to figure it out this last summer with artist training. So I don't know. I'll figure something out. Yeah, you want to make sure you take it. I think that um, sometimes we get so caught up in working like crazy that we don't take advantage of the small things. That's my first time around working with Red Ken. I used to work like a crazy person through everything. So it's like when I came back from leave, I feel like I'm going to take advantage of the different opportunities and kind of like slow walk it, like actually enjoy the ride instead mm-hmm. of working so crazy. Right. Because it's easy to get caught up real quick. Yeah. Especially if you really enjoy it is you can get caught up like super mm-hmm. quick, like super quick. And I know that I know that you do enjoy it. You do love your job and you do love hairstylists. Mm-hmm. I, we had this conversation in New York a couple times, I think. And I just adore and love your passion. <laughs> and if I'm going to be honest, I was feeding off of your energy Aww. and just your passion and your love while we were there. You know, I feel like I could really learn a lot from this person. Oh, that's so cool. And if it and if it wasn't even like color and techniques or anything like that, it was just life. Yeah, definitely. So it, just in general, and I was, I'm going to, I got to keep this connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love that whole group. I love, everybody was just so welcoming. Everybody was just so yeah. cool. It was a amazing experience. And like, you were just so chill. And I just love how <laughs> chill you are. Like, you know, like I could sit. Just like now, we've probably been talking probably about for like 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. And it's just so comfortable. Easy. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. easy. Like, it's just such an easy conversation. See, it was meant to be when when you came and joined us in the second round in New York City. And my plane was almost an entire day late getting me there. <laughs> oh and I was put next to mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I was like, yes, I like Although. Her. Uh, I don't think I felt very chilled that day, though. You uh, look, you looked think... it. You played it off really good. You look, look great. Like you was like Ugh. super chill. I would have never knew you was that stressed <laughs> out. I, I would have never knew. Never knew. Oh man, yeah, that was that was the trip when I get my luggage finally from the airport the day before I have to turn around and leave New York. Uh... So I. Oh, Oh. yeah. But anyways, so even though I've heard bits and pieces of your story, I would you be willing to share some of that with our listeners today? And my question is, what made you decide to become a Redken artist? Oh, man, that's that's really cool. Good question. So I work for uh, a chain as well. And our chain had a um, 
education department. I used to work for the education department there. And I can't remember, maybe it was a guy that used to work for our chain salon. And he went on to be like a red can artist. And I saw him, his name is Shannon King. And I saw him do like a hair show. And I was like blown away, like with him. And he was just so easygoing, so approachable. And he made whatever he was teaching so easy. And I was like, man, Mm -hmm. I was like, I think I can do that. I was like, I think I can do that. I need to figure out how he did it. Like he had like the same path as I had. Of course, he probably had some different things. But he's like, it seemed like he came from the same place that I came from. And I was like, maybe I can do that. So I started inquiring, talking to different people. And it was people that actually was still with my company that worked with him. And they was like, yeah, you know, you mm-hmm. they point me in the right direction. And it took a while for me to be able to do it. But that's what gave me the Red Ken bug. It was like seeing him teaching, how easy he made it, how relatable he was. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, I want to do what he does. Well, you definitely brought it. You you performed very oh. well that last week. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. So I think that you definitely have that same inspiring look to you for other stylists that would be oh, watching you. I hope so. I think you're that he person. Is, um, yeah. He's like, if you, because he still does things now. And I think that um, he's he's not with Redken anymore. He's still in the industry. He had like a few salons with his wife in New York. And I still like follow him. And he's such a, he seemed like such a dope dude. So it's just, it's cool like to mm-hmm. watch his journey and see how he is. And it's cool to watch everybody's journeys. Yeah, that? it's cool to watch everybody's Oh, journey. I know. I know. I really enjoy that too. And that's kind of part of my story too mm-hmm. with Redken is I... When I graduated school and I started working for mm-hmm. Great Clips, in when I was in school, the only reason why I had any experience at all with men's clipper cuts was because I had two mm-hmm. guy friends that would come in and allow me to clipper cut their hair. One of them basically was just like an all over okay. number four. <laughs> so your typical mm-hmm. buzz cut. So yay. <laughs> And then working at Great Clips, we have pretty large presence of the National Guard yeah. here. And, you know, then, of course, our firemen and our sheriffs, deputies and police department. Very cool. Then they all mm-hmm. come to Great Clips. And, of course, they all wanted like a bald mm-hmm. fade or, you know, something similar to that. And on my days off, I would sit down and study um, Sam Via oh, videos. Wow. And there was somebody specifically on Sambia that I was mm-hmm. following. And somehow I connected to what how he was teaching and what was going on with him in his life because I had figured out that where his original salon was before he started becoming an educator for Sambia was in Sugar House, Utah, which is where I originally had made a deposit to and I was going to go to cosmetology wow. school way back like 2000. 2003 2004 Mm -hmm. I had to wait like six months before my class was Mm -hmm. starting and then I decided for whatever silly reason to jump into real estate and became a real estate agent wow Mm -hmm. in the meantime so I so I lost my Mm -hmm. deposit to school and became a real estate agent but anyway so that's what attracted me to him maybe we could have gone to school together or maybe I could have worked at his salon or me you know Mm -hmm. all the maybes um in July or no June in Dallas for the symposium, I got to meet Sylvia and have a a good talk, you know, talk with him and talk about, 
inspiration but it's like and I told him I was like dude this all started with you (laughs) you know without even knowing it you know that affected me until I I was standing more than five feet from him and I was I didn't think I would have like this moment of actor I was just like oh my gosh you know stardom and you weren't fangirl on him I wasn't fangirl. Did I keep it inside? (laughs) Okay. I didn't feel like it because my insides were about ready to explode when I was five feet from him. But so yeah, it was really neat. And I got to explain, you know, a piece of that story Mm -hmm. to him. And he was really encouraging back to me. And I just feel like all of the artists Mm -hmm. that I met at the symposium in Dallas, I hope that I can be that person for somebody else. I'm quite sure you definitely will be. like Sam Villa is such a like I got a chance to work with him once like our, my first round with Red Ken. I got to work with him once and never met the man before never seen you know of course I used to stalk him and all those kind of things he never seen me before and sure. all those kind of things he came up to me and he was like your, your name is Beth right and I was like yeah, yeah. I almost passed out I was like yeah uh... yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> and he was like okay I want to introduce you to everybody he was just so nice made you feel so comfortable he yes. like he, he he works to make sure that he knows who you are and make sure that you're like super comfortable i could be like him that would be pretty dope like to make somebody feel that way because i wasn't doing nothing i think i was just like pulling out foil i wasn't doing nothing all that important and he made you feel like he was doing like surgery out there he made you feel like he was doing good stuff sure yeah because every little piece yeah, is important definitely you know we're, we all connect and work together and you might be just blow drying somebody's hair but to them you're not just blow drying somebody's hair that the most important part of the Definitely. process to do what they need for on stage mm-hmm. or, you know what i mean yep. every every little screw b- bolt and nut is important Definitely. so Definitely. yeah that sounds like <laughs> Sam. he was a cool dude man what is your favorite memory from training this summer My favorite memory oh that's kind of hard you were kind of back and forth, though, on that, on one of the trips. I do remember you had to go back and forth to Philly. Yeah, I had times. to go back one day. I guess I can tell you now because I'm done with the whole thing. I went to the symposium just like you did, and I got the bike. I'm like, I need to go back to work. I need to come off the leave. I need to go back and teach. So, but when I put myself in back in the teaching, I had paid for tickets for my daughter to go to Beyonce concert. <laughs> and oh. I I said, yeah, Jada, we're going, we're going, we're going. And then I told Redken, oh, yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. So I thought the concert was on the last day of our training. Nope. The concert was on in the middle of the training. So I had left, went to the concert, came back the next day. And it, it, I was so tired, but it worked out. It worked out perfectly. And I was afraid to tell everybody because it sounded weird. Like, you like, you leaving to go where? <laughs> like, it sounded like I was like a slacker or something. Like, you're leaving to do what? <laughs> no, I thought like something had come up that was kind of an emergency and you needed to go. And I I thought when you left that night that you weren't coming no. back. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking that you had to go and I wasn't going to see you for the rest of the week. You know, hey, that's yeah, okay. I, but I thought they knew because one of the instructors, Mandy, she was like, So did you do anything fun last night? I was like, I felt like a little kid. I was like, I'm busted. <laughs> I'm so busted oh. on the job. But there's something about Mandy. I love her. But if she asks you a question, there is no nope. getting out of it with the nope, incorrect answer. Not. You have to tell and her that's the what truth. I love about her. You yes, know what I yes. mean? I, I know. There 
she if I ever got into a small group with her I was never afraid Mm -hmm. because I knew that I could well one I could just be at whatever level I was at that day and she would be okay with that but I also knew that there was no excuses at all and I'm not normally I'm not one to normally give excuses because I can't stand when people Mm -hmm. give me excuses and so I I really try to watch that with myself in turn that I'm I'm not going to give you some BS excuse or something because to me they stick out like a sore thumb and I knew with Mandy if she asked me a question I could just be completely direct and honest with her and she'd she'd appreciate that and maybe I could have fudged it a little bit more with the other two Mm -hmm. I don't know but with her I just knew just straight up just tell it how it is and this will go so much smoother definitely definitely (laughs) I guess my favorite part of the training was watching everybody grow I wasn't with you guys like the first part but I remember like yeah I, I remember the two second parts and just watching how I met you guys and how you guys was at the end, I thought that was like my favorite part, just watching the process, watching everybody get really comfortable. Mm-hmm. And also another thing that was this like goes neck and neck with that is um, I went through new hire with Patrick. I remember how it was for us when we went through it and to watch him actually help a person go through new hire, that, Be yes, that made mm-hmm. my heart so happy. Because I'm like so proud of him. Like Patrick is doing awesome, have done awesome. And it was like, I, that really made me happy just watching him, you know, do his thing. So I think I, the mm-hmm. most that I enjoy uh, is just watching the different people grow throughout the whole thing. I yeah. think that was like priceless because I don't think you get a chance to see that that often or we take it for granted when it happens. No. Yeah, and I can imagine being on that side of it too, where you were a new hire with Ooh. Patrick and then coming back to get a refresher and then Patrick is is the facilitator. Oh for man, new it hire. was awesome. That would be crazy. Yeah. It was wow. funny. It's a whole nother thing. It was funny because like when I got off that elevator yeah. and um I got there early. I think it was like my first day. And I don't think he knew that I was coming in until they was like laying out everybody's um information and he saw my name and then it's like I came off the elevator and they started singing like the um I think if I remember it right they were like oh my god guess who's back back again and I was like oh <laughs> and it just made me like so like so happy it's for, for yeah. me and you'll you'll notice it because I will stalk you too I I enjoy watching people grow and do their thing I'm like everybody's biggest cheerleader like it's just that's just the way you that are. I am and I, I just can't wait to see it because it's, it's great to watch people grow. Like, it's amazing. Well, and I hope that as much as you encourage everybody else, that there's people encouraging oh, you too. Oh, most definitely. With, the, with your work and how you grow and because you can keep filling other people's cup, but I, I hope that people are filling yours as I'm well. I'm truly blessed with having a really good, like my household, like I had two kids and my husband and they are extremely proud of me and they don't hesitate to tell me so that yeah that that makes me feel amazing so that's why I feel like it's I can give it out to other people because at home I get it so much I feel like really appreciated at home Mm -hmm. and I think that's important because a lot of families don't truly understand one how draining a day can be because you know people are like oh well you just do hair how exhausting right right 
and it's like, okay, well, let me tell you. <laughs> but at the same time, family just doesn't truly understand. And that's great that maybe if even if they don't understand, they are still super supportive because that makes all the difference. I know for a fact, had it not been for David and for my parents and the gals that I work with mm -hmm. in the salon and you know just a few random people cheering me on this summer I I don't know if I would have made it 100% because I was still trying to study up for my hair colors right. exam and then trying to figure out my audition right. video and like trying to do everything and it just it was a lot I had great support with that too even though my parents are like you're doing what and what does that do and how is this going to elevate you and your whatever? Okay, it's important to you. We Definitely. understand. So we and support you. You know, so that's all it's it took. It's funny because it's like my household is definitely um super supportive, but I still have family members that have no clue what I do. They don't. They have no clue. <laughs> I go over, it's like, I did this today. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I call it the Tyra Banks effect. Like they, um, they hear you, oh. but they don't really hear you. So it goes right back to what they was doing in a day. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to be quiet. Yeah. I'll just let you have it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like what I do, too. I'll explain it or I'll say something and you can just see the mm -hmm. boring stares. And then you just kind of, you just shut up a little bit. And you're All like, right, okay. you got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. What was your favorite part with the training, with everything this summer? Oh, yeah. good. I think this probably sounds really silly. Anytime any of us were on mm -hmm. stage, whether it was doing a part of the five-step opening, whether it was getting called up there, you know, from the bowl of death or whatever <laughs> it was that we called it, when they, draw, you know, would draw your name out and then you'd have to go up on stage and do whatever it was that they, that they were mm -hmm. asking. I really enjoyed and loved the angel cards that we got at the end and how everybody would yes, read them. Yes, definitely. Yes. Because I feel like that the person that read the card out loud that they got for themselves... What they needed. I'm like, man, that they mm -hmm. needed that. But also I needed that yep. too. Like it applies to me too. So I would really look forward to hearing what were, what was on those cards. So that was one of my favorite parts. And I think getting to know mm -hmm. people and meeting people from all over the United States. I'm such a people mm -hmm. person and I like to travel a lot. I have fun. I don't know if this is weird, but I have fun talking about the state of Wyoming to people who aren't familiar that were even on the uh, map. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I get so many questions and I just I love talking about mm -hmm. my state. But at the same time, I love hearing about everybody mm -hmm. else's. And I get so caught up in what's going on in their area, their city life where, you know, hey, I'm I'm going to a Phillies baseball <laughs> game tonight. And I'm like, cool. Um, the closest professional baseball team for me is about eight hours wow. away. And <laughs> yes, you know what yes. I mean? So it just sometimes I get a little envy where you can just take off and do things like that. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know what, 20 minutes and I'm in the Bighorn Mountains and it's gorgeous and beautiful. And that's priceless. not everybody can experience what I can experience Definitely, here. That's priceless. It's just fun to get to know everybody and where they're from and what gets them excited and makes me want to travel and go to everybody's hometown where they're at right now. And that sounds visit. really cool. <laughs> that sounds really, really cool. Just yeah. to get out and see how everybody is, see what's different right. and what's the same. Yep. There are definitely big differences that I have learned between city salons and Sheridan Wyoming yeah. salons. I invite everybody 
to come and see me in my salon ah, I would love <laughs> and experience Wyoming and just not in the wintertime. We've already got snow on really? the ground and it's cold and now is not the time <laughs> to come. But <laughs> We just turned our heat off for the first time today because it's... I'm, I, don't, huh. I don't even want to tell you what the temperature is because it's probably like a heat wave. <laughs> I think it's like maybe 50 degrees or something like that outside. And my husband's like, let's put the heat on. That's warm. I know I, for everybody else, it would probably be warm. But for my husband, like, oh, turn the heat yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> that's warm. I've been waking up to three Ooh. degrees in the mornings. Wow. Yeah, that's no. not fun. No. <laughs> Well, as always, it was so nice to have you on the show today with me, Beth, and I invite you to come back and join me at any any time that you want to. But most of all, where can our listeners find you so if they're in your area, they can come and see you for some color or haircut or whatever you have going on? Okay, so I work in the Ben Salem area, Pennsylvania. It's right outside of Philadelphia. It's like 30 minutes from Center City. The salon is called The Hair Cuttery. I work right in Ben Salem, right on Rock Hill Drive, as we call it. Perfect. And I will have all of that mm-hmm. information also posted on my website, thehairaffairwithchristine.com. If they didn't catch what you said, then I will post all of that Perfect. and they can look for you there as well. All right. Well, you have a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you and so much. I hope to talk with you soon. And that's a wrap for today's show on Stylist Sunday. I hope that you enjoyed it. And be sure to check out the show notes on my website at thehairaffairwithchristine.com. And on there, you can find information where you can locate me via email or on Instagram, Facebook, all the goods. And also don't forget to join me starting this Wednesday, November 8th for my special series where I will be honoring women veterans. Be sure to like and follow the show so that you can be notified when there is a new episode. I hope that you have a good rest of your day and we'll talk again on Wednesday. Take care.